The views, information or opinions expressed today are solely the views of the individuals involved, including today's guests and does not represent absolute facts and should not be taken as a replacement for medical, clinical, professional advice, diagnosis, or medical intervention. Such views are the views of individuals and do not represent the official opinion of the International OCD Foundation. I can easily picture myself making numbers that I've made, but then I like try to picture myself with the numbers I haven't even touched yet. Mm -hmm. Like going to Pan Ams, I realistically was like, if I'm going to make up the podium, I have to hit a 160 kilo snatch and a 200 clean and jerk. I haven't even gotten close to those numbers yet. Yeah. But like in my brain, I'm like, well, I front squatted it. I've clean pulled right. it. I've, I've snatch pulled 160. And so I was like, just like combining with how those felt and like visually what it felt like, what it would probably feel like to make those lifts. Mm -hmm. Like whether or not my body was ready, like mentally, I was like, I told Chris a thousand times, like, hey, I know what you want, but if push comes to shove, if we put this weight on the bar, like I'm probably going to try to die getting under it. Right. Um, and like that shift in the last six or seven months of competing is like really To another episode of the Smallest Talk podcast. Nothing small about this podcast aside from the name, of course. Today we have a tremendous guest with us, Brandon Victorian. Thanks for being here. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, what I mean, we'll jump right into, you know, Pan Ams. Um, what was that experience like? You know, um, we'll go through your your lift, how you found weightlifting too, but. Um, obviously you're fresh off of Pan Am. So I'd be, I'd love to hear about that experience. Yeah. Um, it was a really cool experience. That was my first, well, second international meet, but like kind of one of my first bigger ones. Um, it was obviously really cool being around some of the top USA guys with like Mary, uh, Meredith Taylor, Kaiser, right. and all those guys. Um, and one just kind of seeing all the other athletes that were there in the village with us. Um, that was a really cool experience. And then even just competing, sharing the platform with some of those bigger 89s who are just freaks of nature. Um, just a yeah. completely different experience than what I've had so far. But yeah, definitely. Definitely a, a humbling one, but it was it was still fun. And I kind of gave me a little bit more fuel to the fire to keep going. Right, for sure. When you started, I mean, you, you found this sport not too long ago, right? I mean, yeah. um, you're, we, me and you are very similar, except for the fact that you're five times as strong as me. Um, I, I, I didn't find the sport until I was like 23. Um, mm -hmm. But like, you've been, you haven't been really competing for that that long in terms of all the other people you were against. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, yeah. It was 20, 2020s when I found the sport. I did CrossFit, dabbled in it for a little bit before mm -hmm. that. Um, and then happened upon my coach at a CrossFit gym and he kind of was like fish hook. Let's reel this guy in. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was 2020. My first competition wasn't until October of that year. Um, when things started to kind of open up a little bit more. Yeah. 
Yeah, you, your coach was probably like, you hate cardio, don't you? Oh, uh, yeah. No, he <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the combination of I hate cardio and like everything was shut down. And so it was like, I'm definitely not going to go find a, a rower and a, no. on my own. Yeah. Uh, and all I have to do is lift heavy weights. I was kind of like a, a bit of a yeah, no brainer. Yeah. Um, did you play sports growing up? Yeah, in high school, I did uh, football, soccer, and track. Um, okay. And that's where, like, football is where all my strength came from. For sure. Um, and then in college, didn't do anything. Uh, was going to try to walk on at TCU, but just yeah. to stick with school and just kind of did my own bro splits um, in my own spare time. But that was yeah. the extent of my fitness back then. What's it been like for you finding – like a new athletic career later on. And then like, did you think you were going to be competing internationally when you picked the sport up? Uh, no, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> it was, it's been really cool. Um, I'm sure. I think like once I've even like once I finished high school and like once I kind of missed the opportunity to play ball in college, it was kind of For like, sure. it's all right. I guess I'm kind of like a regular Joe Schmo. I got to find a job. I got to right. do, you know, kind of just stay healthy where I can maybe try to look good for, whatever yeah. reason you know um and then starting this even then it was kind of like i know i can like be good i kind of want to get more into crossfit and that's mm-hmm. kind of why i started to get better technique um and then competed that like i said the first time i competed and my coach is kind of like you're pretty good we can probably get you on like a couple of national stages all right i don't even know what that means but yeah like, i guess what do you what is it what is an ao series sure i guess whatever and after that, uh, maybe like a year after that, he was kind of like, like he never really like put it on my plate, but he was kind of like, you know, if we keep cooking, maybe we can end up on some teams. And like once I kind of got an idea of what the sport was in general, it was still kind of like, I don't know if I'm that good to make it, you know, to to some of these international level meets. But then I kind of start to see my total increase. And I was like, well, that guy's doing 10 kilos more. And like his records, granted they're still high, but it's like that's only thirty kilos more. And I'm like, right, doing this, and and so that's kind of where I started to yeah. get an idea of the the reality of maybe making a team. Yeah, um, I mean that's amazing. It's like for me, I my my I played football in high school too. I played lacrosse, um, played basketball, and I always wanted to be a college athlete, but I went into inpatient i went to mental health treatment like when i was 16 it was just kind of ripped away from me so when i found weightlifting it was like oh like here's a almost a revival of that athletic career i never had yeah um so definitely it shows you can compete even after college which is really nice oh yeah and you can compete at any age i mean there's so many older guys even in crossfit and weightlifting that are 35 and you're like they're traveling to these different meets and countries and it's like right that's just crazy to think that it's so easy to think like if you don't have this one path that's to an athletic it. career, like that's it. You know? Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, we have a master's weightlifter at our club that's like a four-time national champion and is going to Costa Rica this year. Like <laughs> yeah, you know, to, to to compete like somewhere he's never been before. Like that's amazing. Yeah. And so it's like is it's cool that it's getting a lot more exposure. And I think just different sports in general get more exposure because you think of the big basketball, football, baseball, soccer. Right. And- what's what's really left after that maybe a couple olympic sports right exactly i always say like man if we like took like some of these football players and just like from these some of these nfl players and just told them hey (laughs) be an olympic weightlifter 
you won't get CTE and you'll you'll stay healthy and you'll be and you'll actually be able to compete for a long time like I swear some of these football players you see like could be really if they had actual coaching instead of just like having done like the the college weight room power cleans like some of these do like I mean I saw a video of like Micah Parsons this this summer like uh like power cleaning like 325 and it was like butter and I'm like dude if you had actual coaching you could be like a really good weightlifter. And then I just think about like, man, we would really compete with some of these other countries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. No, you're good. No, yeah, no, it would be a night and day difference, I think. And especially like, I think I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Um, and it would definitely be like beneficial for our like medium to heavyweight classes. Mm-hmm. Those guys all weigh close to 200 pounds and so they would go out there right. to start smoking weight and they would basically start giving like the aliens of the world a run for their money right exactly yeah i mean i think about all these european countries um and these middle eastern yeah. countries that are that are there and asian countries that are so you know much more advanced in weightlifting than like when you look at united states like who, who's winning the olympics and who's winning these these worlds it's it's mm-hmm these other countries and it's because they have a barbell in their hand when they're like eight years old, nine years old. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like here it's, you have a basketball in your hand or a football in your hand or a baseball glove. And you can, you maybe have had weight training because of one of those sports. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing too. Like I frequently think I try not to play the game of like, Oh, if only sooner, you know, for sure. That's because you see countries that have eight year olds that are starting to lift. And somehow yeah. they're loaded to like 60 kilos. And even like in our gym, we have some youth kids now. And you're like, just man, Dude, I just if I wish found this damn sport. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or even or even like even when I graduated high school, like right. during college, even if I would have stayed playing football or like have found some gym or coach, like that's four years that, that I could have been on like a tailored program to like increase my strength rather than just trying to like figure it out and just stay in shape and stay right shape. for sure yeah no i i play that game it's it's like everything i'm a firm believer in like god putting you in the, the right place at the right time and like our path being unique to ourselves but it's so hard not to think like dang if i just found this coach a little sooner like yeah. um you just look at all the progress you're making in x amount of time it's like man if i had an extra three years and then it's, it was always a bummer because I found it like after I went to school. So I couldn't do like university championships or any of that stuff. So I had to like immediately go to like the hardest, the hardest things yeah. to qualify. No, that's that's same. Um, so I think the first, it must have been the first either like state meet that I did or maybe nationals. Um, I saw there was like a junior category and I was talking to my buddy and I, was, I think I was 23, 24 at the time. And I was like, can I, am I, do I qualify as a junior? Like, I feel like there's a lot of people that are older. And he was like, no, dude, you're a senior. You're going to have to, <laughs> you have to figure it out and suck it up. And I'm like, all right, well, let's see what happens. Yeah. What's your, what was your mindset going into Pan Ams, knowing the competition you're going, you're going against and knowing they've been lifting for so long? And, you know, how do you, how do you approach something like that from going from a, state stage to a national stage to all of a sudden competing for the country um so truth be told i had no idea who i was competing against until Mm -hmm. like 
four days before we lifted um, because they didn't have like an entry list that we could look at. Um, we didn't get an entry list until maybe Monday or Tuesday. And then the start list finally came out that Thursday, Friday. Wow. So then it was like They're really giving you no notice. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I got, I kind of, I got new who's at the top in the Pan Americans. And so it was right. like, it was like, well, if they show up, we're just going to go have some fun. But then like in the back of your mind, you're kind of like, man, they might not show up. Like they just right. came back from worlds. They got other things to focus about. They're going to the Olympics. They're not going to be there. And so then that's like the, the route that I took just like have more confidence thinking that like, there's just like there, I knew there, there's always a chance you can podium. You never know. What can right. Happen. Right. We sent some of the numbers that we were sitting that I have been sitting at. And like, if I had a really, really good day, like I knew I could maybe creep on into the podium. And then if like nobody really showed up, then it was like, I think I have a good chance. Um, and so I kind of played that mental game going into it and just tried to, you know, stay confident in training. Um, For sure. And then a couple of days before when I saw the entry list, that was a lot harder because it was like um, from the Katamar, um, <laughs> Arlie Mendez, uh, the guy from Cuba, um, that Colombian guy. Uh, just all these guys you see and you see the totals right. you're like Ooh, uh, <laughs> two totals I'm not going to be able to touch completely there's a few it's like literally if I have a perfect day PR my lifts like crazy right then I'll you know maybe make the podium um, and so it was it was a tough shift because it was like I knew what goal I had and you have people out in your corner you tell them you're going to the PM games they want you to win <laughs> right. and they don't understand quite how the sport works right and, I can't just show up and play for four quarters and, you know, be the best athlete on the field. Exactly. Like we have to be the strongest person there. And like, I've had put, had the most time in the game or just get really lucky that somebody bombs out. And right. So, right. <laughs> um, and so that was like, okay, well, shifting the focus to recognizing that like, there's a chance I might not podium um, to how can we just go out there, make lifts, have fun. Um, and like set a realistic expectation of numbers. Right. Right. Um, and Almost so that like not setting limits on yourself, but also dialing in like the extrinsic motivations and kind of focusing more on the intrinsic side. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, for sure. No, I think that's huge. And it's, it's hard because you want to, you want to make everybody proud and right. Or yeah. Um, but when you kind of can just take a step back and be like, I've, I've had this realization a while ago where like, I could go out there and bomb out or I could go out there and go six for six or anywhere in the middle. Everybody who's at home watching, like they are so in my corner and like, so mm -hmm. for just me being there, like they won't even care. Like I would, right. you, I mean, you saw my results. I went two for six. Right. Right. And those stances was a little questionable. Um, but I mean, everybody was like, dude, we're so proud of you. Like no one we know is doing this. Like, right. This is, you're from like in people just in Texas too. They're like, it's so cool to see a Texas person out there. Yeah, definitely. People from home in Louisiana. It was just a cool like way to see that support. And it kind of reassured that like, Hey, you just got to go out there and have fun and give it your all. Um, yeah. I think that also reaffirmed my mindset going into it of like, this doesn't have to be perfect. Like we want it to be perfect for sure. And like, can't take the competitive edge off. Um, but like, just go out there and, you know, put up the best numbers we can do and then just kind of set ourselves up for 
next year as best as we can. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's like you want to keep that adrenaline and, and competitive edge, but you also want to make sure you're enjoying the moment too. Not exactly, yeah. Because, I mean, when you think about three, four years ago, you didn't think you were going to be competing internationally. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's amazing. It's, it's a, yeah, big on the just taking it in, just being thankful and grateful. For sure. It was it was a blessing of an experience. And so, yeah, going back to your original question, though, I think, like, the mindset was just, how, like, stay competitive, um, stay healthy. Um, right. And, like, training wasn't my – it wasn't my best training cycle, I would say, leading up mm. until me. Um, But even then, it was just, like, trust in the process and trust in programming um, and trust in that God will just put me where I need to be at the moment. Right, definitely. What do you think um, – did your coach go with you for that you yeah. or, oh that's cool so that's nice that your club coach can can travel with you yeah and so that and even then that was a cool experience too because right like, being together in a, in a in a different country and i mean has he coached an international lifter before before you or uh yeah he i think there was a mediterranean cup a couple of years ago okay um he had a 109 go to 102 109 um and then last year we went to Cuba together um, for the Memoriam Invitational. Right. Um, then he had a guy, one of my teammates last year went to the one in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was his fourth. That's awesome, man. What, um, so I've noticed you went from split jerking to powering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that change like? Uh, why did you, you make that change? It was – so the change wasn't necessarily hard, but the reason mm-hmm. behind it, um, somewhere after, like, beginning of 2022 mm-hmm. or, like, late 2021, I just developed, like, crazy knee problems mm-hmm. um, and, like, just a um, wide range of just trying to figure out what the issues might have been. Um, I think now the issue was really just – like recovery and like the body work in my knees right. and, and stuff like that. Quads, that was probably the biggest thing. Um, and then maybe some positional stuff. Um, but one of the things that I was like, oh, maybe this is it was the repetitive, like splitting of the knee, like the legs. And so For it was sure. that knee that was hurting. So I was like, well, maybe it's like something in my hips. Um, but when I power jerked, it didn't hurt quite as bad. So we, we're like, okay, well, we're just gonna power jerk through training. Um, and then when we get to the platform like closer to meets, we'll start split jerking more. Um, but one day Chris programmed um just a max power and I PR my jerk in general. I like <laughs> my best work was one eighty two and then I hit one eighty three. And then he kind of like sat, looked, he was excited, and then he was kind of like why would we why would we go back to split jerking right if you're powering (laughs) we're gonna power (laughs) you can clean and jerk in general maybe we just stick with powering so we're like okay um and then yeah it's that's really stuck from there yeah it wasn't too hard of a transition it's honestly a lot a lot less the need for coordination is a lot less so i kind of like that i do kind of miss the how cool the split jerk look though but yeah there's something about like 
getting a, a gritty clean and mm. just like when no one thinks you're gonna fucking um <laughs> like actually make the jerk and then you just smoke the jerk and it's like it's, oh wow <laughs> there's nothing better uh, but also it's kind of a flex when you clean 180 and then you also just power it after and every, everybody thinks you're going to do, gonna do a split jerk and then it just go, and then you just put it over your head yeah, that's it's pretty been, cool too really fun doing it like i think every meet that i've done it at so far it's always the same thing like the first clean the first or people who know they know but like there's almost always like a little oh in the crowd <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i'm like yeah yeah that's yeah. that's what i do you uh, like that <laughs> <laughs> you like that? I'll, I'll give you. I'll try to give you another one. Yeah. If I make this yeah. next one, because I think we're we're so accustomed to seeing that split that when someone does something different, it's like, oh, oh, oh. They're, they're 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 cooking in the kitchen. Yeah, or it's like uh, even people do um, squat jerks. Yeah, those, those get me every time because you're just like you can kind of see it happening. Some people kind of have that setup for it, and then like it happens, and you're just like, oh. That's what we're doing today. And then There's like, one lifter on Instagram that I see all the time. Um, she does squat jerks and is like really impressive. And I don't know her name, but like every time I see it, I'm like, how? <laughs> I know that there's there's three now that I've seen. Um, the, the first person I saw was Maddie. I forget her last name. That's but, who I'm talking. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she does it. And I'm like, I don't know how you made that lift, but yeah, that's impressive. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love I love those eye opening moments when when you see people's head turn. It's it's fun. It makes it. Uh, I'm over like I like to get the crowd engaged and yeah. I get some reactions. I'm like, all right, yeah, we're the first time I ever came across your account on Instagram was this video that went semi viral of you. I don't know what number you hit, but it was a really impressive clean and jerk. It wasn't a national meet. It looked. I think it was something like like a local one, and you threw your belt to the absolute moon. And I was like, this is the dude. This is that dude. I was like, I love, this is what I love. This This is the type of weightlifters we need. I agreed. Um, that was such a fun meet. That was last year around this time. We actually, this past weekend, that gym had their meet, but I didn't go to it this year because we yeah. Um, but it's Hunger in the Wild out in Dallas. Nice. Um, they do a meet every year. And yeah, that was the first time I hit 400, uh, 182. And so... And it was it, and kind of going back to what we talked about a little bit earlier, like going into the meet, like my mental was just all over the place. Yeah, like my rating hadn't been that great, and we were just peaking for finals. Right. So it was kind of like this is just a little, you know, have some fun meet. Let them cook. Let them cook. See what happens. But like before that, I think two or three Fridays before, I was struggling to clean and jerk one sixty and one seventy. Mm-hmm. It was like weights. It felt like I'd never touched those weights before in my life. And mm-hmm. so I was like, this is just going to be a throwaway meet. Whatever happens, happens. Right. And then smoked all my snatches and just was making the cleaning jerks. And then Chris kind of looks at me and I'm like, because we hit 70 and then he's going to go 75. And I was like, you should, you should go 76. And he was like, okay. And then smoked 76. And then he kind of looks at me and I'm like, if we put, 180 on the bar you might as well just put 182 right exactly and so did it i wouldn't say i smoked that clean but it was it, it was, was a pretty fight. solid yeah and then the jerk was there and it was not that was a fun meet too because i had a bunch of buddies show up yeah and they had been watching football all day so they had, <laughs> they had their football jerseys on. yeah they had the football jerseys on and they were they were rowdy just from 
all that comes with watching football and yeah. it was for sure one of my favorite meets i think no that was that was awesome i think like that's what like initially also drew me to the sport was how supportive like the community is too um i've rarely been to a meet that like people are nasty at or like not cheering for you oh yeah, yeah like yeah. because i think i feel like we all go through the same battles mm-hmm. um of like bad training days and bad uh, i mean you're gonna bomb out at some point mm-hmm. um it's you know my first bomb out i was like so shook and then i realized it's, it's very not na- it happens yeah. um if you're gonna compete it happens uh so i think like people are just way more supportive in general no, I, I definitely agree. Like I said, we're especially like if you are if you have skin in the game, you know just what's going on. Right. Um, but even when like people that just like show up and watch, like I feel like it's hard to root against anybody. I feel like the only time that ever happens is if you're secretly wanting someone to bomb out. That's right, like, right. I was gonna ask, what's it like on the international stage? Are the other lifters friendly with you or is it um kind of like keep to yourself and, and do your thing uh afterwards everyone was pretty friendly um yeah. beforehand i'm sure like a lot of those guys have competed together before uh i obviously didn't know any of them i kind of met what talked to the canadian guy for a little bit mm-hmm. um but i even past that like everybody else was just a language barrier and so right. you couldn't really i usually i usually don't i usually don't like have too much adjusting back and forth unless i know the person it's just right. neat um and then like afterwards i'm usually like oh yeah man what's up like yeah. let's talk about life see what's going on um but even those guys um like i got a picture with arlie and katamar katamar was real cool he was just trying to so, he's yeah. like, you're strong man you're strong and i'm like I'm not as strong as you but yeah. <laughs> he's like trying to i was like can i get a picture and he's like yeah, yeah give me a second and he's like trying to take his knee wrap off and like he must have triple wrapped it with okay. and so he's like fighting to get it off and he's just like one second one second and it was it was just funny it was kind yeah. of the it's always cool when you see people that you kind of look up to just being goofy and first sure. what's up it's your host tom smalley you're listening to the smalls talk podcast on spotify and apple podcasts be sure to like and subscribe. How is that club and 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 being with your coach motivated you to be to to pursue this further? Um, so when I first kind of found him, I just it had been so long since I had a coach mm-hmm. since like high school. Um, and yeah. so one, it was just cool to like have someone say, "Hey, do this." Right. And I was like, great. Like, that's just how I operate. That's what I want. Yeah. yeah. Like, you give me a task, tell me how you want it done, and I will do that. You right. Know? Um, and so that was kind of cool at first. And we were remote for the first six months just because we were training in the garage and he had asthma. So he tried to stay away from as many people as possible. Right. Right. Um, but then once we started to get together, um, kind of just getting to know each other a lot better, um, just like, once like his personality like very funny guy um but like very stoic at most points mm-hmm. and just like doesn't like react too much right 
and I like love that about him because yeah, like, like never too high, never too low kind of thing. Exactly. So like you could have a terrible day, and he'll like he's re- he's really good at talking me off my ledge, mm-hmm. talking like to all of our athletes off the ledge because um, I think it's easy to like get caught up and get upset and you don't hit the numbers you're you for sure. Hitting. He does a really good job at like reassuring me, like hey the way I've programmed this, you're supposed to feel like crap right now. Like you just did, you're not going to hit a 185 clean and jerk. You just maxed out your back squat double on Tuesday. You hit a right. front squat double on Wednesday and you PR your jerk on Tuesday. You're not going to, you're not going to feel right. good. <laughs> it's so um, true though, because I feel like, and Brian, I had Brian rise uh, now we're on, uh, you know, a month ago mm-hmm. and he's competed for, for team USA. And um, I think like, like he was one thing he that he brought up was like we set these expectations out of nowhere on on like going into a session and we sometimes we not we're not going to reach them because we're cooked from the days before yeah um and i i that was something i always had trouble with like my coach would give me ranges and i would like just be i would think if i didn't go to the top range and didn't complete it that it was a failure of a day but mm-hmm. it's like no, just stay at the range where your body feels good that day. And that, that was like the hardest lesson for me. These, I'm um, like the the archetype of the athlete I am is more is like a push through like grinder kind of athlete. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, dude, like don't you don't need to be like that every day. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, and that's the way I am too. I'm like, if I'm not hitting the highest percentage possible, then what's the point? <laughs> um, and then and then like he slowly introduce the fact of like you have a cns that is <laughs> right. Post. Like, right. and i'm like well i rested the day before and he's like yeah but still that's not a enough right to be fully recovered and so um so i think he's really good at like grounding people um and i think that's it's like grounding but also getting it's easy to get behind like his vision where we're going and like trusting his program um mm-hmm there was a period of time where it was like, like I had that and I just wasn't like communicating like how I was feeling. And so I was yeah. kind of like, is this right? Like, does he really know what he's doing? Like I've, and it's so stupid. Cause you're like, your numbers of my numbers have steadily increased. Like they've increased, you know, the typical. Yeah. That, you know, yeah, definitely. Every meet we're always in position to hit a PR and, it wasn't until like last year where I was like, oh, there's a pattern here. Like he knows what he's doing. I just stop, I need to just stop freaking out about every lift and session that goes wrong. Right. And then like once I started talking and communicating with him more, it was a lot clearer of like, oh, this is how this is supposed to peak. Like this is these numbers are going to go up. Your lift numbers are going to go down and sometimes vice versa. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think like the thing that I admire the most in him is just, like I said, this, his ability to just kind of take an athlete and like, just make them feel just comfortable where they are. Um, because it's not going to be perfect. The sport isn't a perfect or easy sport at all. No. Um, and it's hard because, you know, other sports, you can kind of gauge the other opponent, um, you know, week to week. But week to week, you're mostly looking at yourself and how you did right, last, right. or how you did last year or last month, um, and so um, 
and then he just creates a good atmosphere too. I think our gym is a pretty solid team where we can like kind of just show up and support each other. And even when it's those tough days, no one's like, what the hell? Like, why'd you yeah. lift? Well, sometimes people are like jokingly do it. It's like, yeah. it's you know, I know our like team joke is like, yo, just try harder. Yeah, just try harder. <laughs> like if you stand it up, you'll make it, you know. Yeah. Um, but like for the most part, like it's a it's a community where we are all in this, like you said earlier, in the same boat. We kind of know what's going on and we get the struggle. Uh, for sure. So, yeah. Um I think mindset in this sport is like so underrated. <laughs> I think um, you know, I think it's it's so mental. Um, it's also like you have to be willing to do the the monotonous work over and over again yep. to maybe see a two kilo in uh, increase on a, on a snap. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but people, what people don't realize is like, that's a huge difference. You know, yeah. it, it, it makes a difference. Um, and I think that was like something I learned early on. Like I came from just uh, training for sports and then like powerlifting. And then I got to weightlifting and, immediately like saw those newbie gains and then it started slowing down and I was like, what am I doing wrong? And then it's like, no, like your strength, your techniques needs to just catch up to your strength now. Yeah, exactly. What's your mindset going into a meet? Um, everybody's is different. Uh, obviously we talked about kind of like your expectations, but what's your routines like and, and how do you find that optimal, uh, concentration arousal for, for such a elite level. Um, my mindset is all over the place going into meets, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I had like a, yeah, I feel this way every time. Uh, right. Well, it's, well, it's not too inaccurate every time. Like I've gotten better about it now, but like my first year of competing year two ish, like every meet, without fail the week before, like just anxiety would kick in. Yep. It would just be like, cause I'm one of those people that's like, I want people to know what I'm doing, but I also want you to have no idea. So that way, like there's no expectation on this. Right. Um, and so then like, I think national, my first nationals, uh, we raised some money for it. Uh, and so like, you kind of have to tell people you were going, mm -hmm. people are like, Oh, what are you doing? lifting what are you doing and it's like you're trying to convince them that like you're going to be really good at this thing but right like, go and try to be you have to be good at this thing right it kind of just creates this like expectation oh, be perfect and like go compete and win um so then that kind of created a cycle of like oh how am i gonna do like i've never really been at, at this stage before and so right. I've just that happened a lot um and for me, the like what I used to think was like I need to make sure like I don't miss these lifts. Like how can yeah. I not miss? How can I not miss? Um, and that's transitioned a lot um, for like my mental routine of like I usually start with like rock bottom, and I'm like the worst thing that can happen is I go to this meet and I bomb out, mm. and then I like for a second picture that scenario. And then I'm like, okay, that's the worst thing that could happen. Then I kind of take it a, not, a notch up and I'm like, that's probably not going to happen though, because I, I'm a believer that you need to record a lot of lifts. A, a mm. lot of people are. Um, and I like to do that because I can always go back and look and see like, oh, well, I've hit this snatch a thousand times. I've hit this right. 
thousand times. I've front squatted this weight a thousand times. I've jerked this weight a thousand times. Right. Chances are, like, when it comes go time, I'll be able to make these weights. Right. At least once, you know. Almost like visualizing the fact that you've hit, seeing it, the proof of it, that you've done this, and then forcing yourself to rely on your, and believe in your preparation. Exactly. Um, and so then from there, it's always like, okay, like, I've, I'm capable of making a single lift of each one of these. I'll be fine. Um, and then my boss gave me a book earlier this year, going into the Arnold. It's called Mind Gym. Um, great book. Great book. It's a great book. And a lot about that is just like the like mentally picturing yourself winning and being successful. Yeah. Um, and just like having those, like before you fall asleep, like what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about missing lifts? Or are you thinking about making those lifts? Um, and for a while, it was hard to like, physically force myself to make those lifts in my brain it was yeah. so weird. um but now it's a little bit easier um and now it's like okay i can easily picture myself making numbers that i've made but then i like try to picture myself with the numbers i haven't even touched yet mm-hmm. or like going into pan ams i realistically was like if i'm gonna make up the podium i have to hit a 160 kilo snatch and a 200 clean and jerk haven't even gotten close to those numbers yet. Yeah. Well, like in my brain, I'm like, well, I front squatted it. I've clean pulled right. it. I've, I've snatch pulled 160. And so I was like, just like combining with how those felt and like visually what it felt like, what it would probably feel like to make those lifts. Mm-hmm. But like whether or not my body was ready, like mentally, I was like, I told Chris a thousand times, like, hey, I know what you want, but if push comes to shove, if we put this weight on the bar, like I'm probably going to try to die getting under it. Right. Um, and like that shift in the last six or seven months of competing has like really changed how I've, I would say competed on the platform. Um, and it's transferred over pretty well. And so my right. mental strategy beforehand is just like, just visualizing the good, um, like acknowledging that the bad can happen. But like not ruminating on that and just knowing that it'll fall into place. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mental imagery is such a powerful tool. Um, and it takes some practice to be able to visualize and and really feel with this with the, all your senses what's like and and visualize what you're going what you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's even harder to not allow yourself to visualize missing it too. Yeah. Um, it's, it's tough. <laughs> because when you tell someone not to think of something they're naturally going to think of it more mm-hmm. or when you know you're not supposed to think of something you're going to naturally think of it more oh, exactly um so it's it's a it's tough but it's a very useful skill um so i i agree and i'm, I'm still not perfect on it yet but we're we're getting there yeah and then and then yeah past that um it's just trying to like set up routines which almost always like sleep routine, food routine. Yeah. Those almost always kind of get thrown out of whack when you have to travel. Did you a lot. start as an 81? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Well, you... I like sat around 83, 84. Uh-huh. Um, and then the first time we cut was for my first nationals. Okay. Yeah. And then, but you, you've been consistently as, as an 89 now. Yeah. The Arnold was the first time we committed to it because it was like, yeah. if we're going to try to make a team, there's no sense in cutting down if we're trying to beat out these other 89. So let's yeah, just it's like, let's just go get strong. Yeah. I like, I like food too much, man. <laughs> <laughs> same, same, same. Uh, 
I, I sit around like 85, 86. Like I would love, I wish they still had that like 85 class because that would be perfect. I said, that I'm not cutting down to an 81. I know. I said that for a long time. I was like, man, I came in too late because yeah. have been literally like literally I sat around 84 and I was like, that would have been the perfect spot. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'm always 89. like, so I'm always like 86, 85. And I'm like, I would totally, I would be worth it to me to do that. But going down to 81, I just, yeah, it was, I can't. It, was, it was a bit of a, it wasn't, it was never super hard. Um, but like for two months, it was always like, all right, I gotta <laughs> dial it back. Gotta dial it back. I can't yeah, have canes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, uh, have you had any like you said you mentioned you have you have really supportive people in your life? Have you ever had anybody like when you were because you started lifting when you were in college, right? Uh no, it was the year year two after I graduated. Oh, okay. So like yeah. do you have you ever had any friends or anybody be like because you obviously have to tailor your life around this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever had anybody be like, What are you doing? Like why do you why do you take it so seriously? Um I wouldn't say quite to that like extent. I have I like this is where a lot of my time goes, and she was kind of like, "Well, I get that, but like, and that kind yeah. of that didn't go very far." Yeah, uh, not that she wasn't great or anything, but it was just like I knew the time she wanted was I wasn't going to commit to. Yeah. But as far as like my friends go, um, I think everyone kind of like after that first year, um, when they kind of kind of saw how serious it was and like the numbers, right. I was, everyone was kind of like, "Oh, like you're doing this, right?" Yeah. And no one's like obviously in the beginning they're kind of like, "Wait, what's the sport you're doing? How does the sport work? Why'd you miss that lift when you made it?" Um, and so from there, like people were kind of like, "Oh yeah, we're we're kind of behind you." And so no one's really like ever. No one's ever been like upset if I couldn't make anything or like yeah. there's been times for sure people are like, you should come out. And I'm like, I got to train in the morning. I don't want to yeah. be up. I can't be up till 2 a.m. Yeah, definitely. I can't be drinking every right. week, night. Um, and even this year was a, a this, this year was a cool year because um, I decided to take the year off of drinking. Yeah. Just see how that would play out with the makes, body. Dude, it makes such a difference. Yeah. And like. So like there there are a lot of reasons behind it, but one of the biggest ones for was was for performance. Um, yeah. And anytime people would be like, "Oh, you want to grab a beer?" and I'm like, "Well, I'm not drinking this year." And I'm like, "Oh, but why?" And then I, when I would say like, "Oh, I'm trying to see how you know competing," like that's the main. Yeah. That they would be like, "Oh, we get it. Like we understand." Yeah. There was never like a pressure. Like people would be like, "Oh man, we wish you could have a margarita or a beer with us." I'm yeah. Like, I'm a slut for a margarita. <laughs> like that is how you can get me to go almost anywhere. But, but, uh, but then that was, you know, I didn't really have that with a lot of people. Um, yeah. The last, you know, couple of months or for sure. I mean, I, I just, I've seen it happen um, with a lot of people where it's like, even if they're just competing nationally, like people might be like, all right, but like, you're not going to the Olympics. So like, why is it? matter mm-hmm. that much and like this is something when, when greg everett came on the podcast like we were he was like who cares <laughs> like like why do they care like and it's it's the reality of like some people just are 
not uh, understanding of like that pursuit of excellence or like of that pursuit of like mastery of something. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter as much to them, but like it really is like stuff like that, like taking the, you know, you mentioned the body work and the, um, you know, the little things you do. It's an amazing sport, but it's also super challenging because you got six temps to show hours of work that you've put in and yeah. not just on in just the training sessions, but outside the training sessions, the mm -hmm. sacrifices you make, like there is a lot that goes into it. Um, and that's why it's, you know, can be um, so gut wrenching sometimes when you miss a lift, because it's like, you've been, you've, you've sacrificed a lot. You, you put your body through a lot. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. And then everybody gets that, you know? And so it's like, you try to, it's like you try to hold on to it and then you, you kind of can't just hold on to it. You kind of just kind of let what happens happens. Right. Um, but yeah, it's been really cool. Like a lot of my close, close friends, like they get it and they understand. Um, yeah, that's important. And even like my, like my boss gets it too. And so like, she's pretty flexible with my schedule. Um, yeah. And like, knows that like, like I work at, I'm a manager at Lululemon. Um, mm -hmm. Like just retail is just a beast in itself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I'm like, I can work these nights and really support, but like other nights I really can't because I have training and she's like, I understand like yeah. around it. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been cool to have a community that like gets huge. what's going on. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, the sport is like the fact you get six, six attempts to, you know, show off all that hard work. Like it's, it, that's what's tough about the sport is like, you can't, but in in a football, you can you know it's like all right, I can try to go make this up the next play. Yep, you all got right, it. All right, basketball. I'm gonna go back, get on defense, and hustle, and and try to make up for it. This sport, it's like, man, you miss like on to the next one. Yeah, and if you just happen to you have your elbow bobble just a little bit, you know, there's nothing you can do but maybe try to overturn it. But no one's gonna right. guarantee a a save there. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Um, it's rewarding, but, uh, it's tough. What do you think, um, looking forward, like what's your, what do you feel like your, your next goal is for you? Um, so next goal, um, we're hoping to be in a position to make a world team at the end of next year. Mm -hmm. Um, we're pretty much done for anything international, this squad, Yeah. Uh, so we're going to kind of set our eyes on nationals and try to put up a big total. Um, and then, like I said, big total worlds. And then after that, it's just trying to stay in it for the next squad. And yeah. Maybe, you know, in 2028. Yeah. See where it takes you, man. Spot. Um, yeah. Which is crazy because everyone's always been like, so the Olympics. And I'm like, there's no way, man. There's some right. nuts you that think, are like, There's no way. There's no way. But then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, you know, like never leave yourself out. No, exactly. Um, and so that's the thing. You just stay consistent and right. find yourself in a spot where you're like, oh, wait, maybe this is a, maybe this could happen. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, which is it's 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 kind of funny, but it's just kind of cool to see. Definitely. Like what staying consistent can do. Because um, it's hard. Like three years ago, if you would have been like, hey, man, if you just stick with this, 
like you'll make some cool teams and like hit some crazy numbers. Yeah. Like I remember the first time I hit 315 for a clean, I was like, oh, that's that's it right there. That's that's the that's the peak. Yeah. You got these guys hitting well into the 200 kilos, and you're like, there's no way I can ever get there. Right. And all of a sudden, you stay consistent. Three years later, you're knocking on the door of that, and like, I didn't think 400 was possible, but right. But here you are. Here I am. So that's nuts, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I, th- I think it's uh, you like don't set these expectations, but you all of a sudden like, what was the? What, 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 I'm interested to hear like, what was the moment for you where you were like, oh, I like, I got a chance. <laughs> like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at this. Um. Probably Nationals last year. Mm-hmm. Not, it was either Nationals last year or Cuba last year. Mm-hmm. Cuba for sure was the first because I podiumed internationally. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I think up until that point, I had had like this massive imposter syndrome. For sure. Um, and it was like, all right, well, maybe I do belong in the sport. And then Nationals last year in 2022, whenever I podiumed again, and beat out like a couple of strong guys. I was, hitters, like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I'm supposed to be here, you know? Yeah. And then after that, it's just been like, all right, I can I can do some stuff. I can do some cool yeah. stuff. And then once I kind of saw some of those numbers, like mine go up and then like see some of these other guys, like their peak numbers, and it's only like, like I said, five, 10 kilos off of a lift. Right. You're kind of like, oh, if I just – keep doing what i'm doing i probably will be there pretty soon right yeah for sure well man i appreciate you coming on um we wish you the best of luck i'll see you in wilmington so we'll have to uh i'm excited to see you lift uh you you know what day you get in yet i think i'm i think we're leaving wednesday we're me and my coach are driving down okay Uh, yeah so we're taking a little road trip but uh I think the schedule doesn't come out till next week, so I don't even know when I'm lifting. No, same. I just yeah. I assume I'm Saturday now. Yeah. Before, like as yeah, a, at this point, you're probably you're gonna be in the the peak session for sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see you, man. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on and uh, and giving our listeners some some background, your story, and and your mindset with with how you compete. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me.